He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Aotearoa te rere aoe, te rautau o te reo irirangi. As part of the series, I asked a few kaimahi or staff at Māori Radio to complete the sentence. The future of Māori Radio is... In our rangatahi hands. Multimedia social engagement. A place for us to have a, a forum and a perspective that you don't get from general everyday media. Is... Um, it's going to live on, definitely. Something more along the lines of iwi communications or iwi media, where it's not just radio because we are more than radio. In fact, we're more than just being on Facebook as well. We are tinana kanohi ki te kanohi in the community. So it's more like, I don't know the name for it, but I think the terminology of iwi radio will probably be updated. Well, you know, as soon as they have an earthquake and all the cell phone towers go out, then what have you got? That's Adrian Wagner. He's the manager at Te Upoko Oteika in Wellington. He has a more pragmatic view. <laughs> so you have to go to the, back to the radio. You know, they've always said that radio, uh, or video killed the radio star. I think that's that was the song, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And yet radio is still as strong as ever. It's always remained. Aotearoa On Air. This is a four-part series that explores stories about Māori Radio. What are the views of the young on-air announcers? What lies ahead for Māori Radio over the next, say, decade? And is there a shared optimism or not? There are currently 21 Māori radio stations in Aotearoa, each owned or operated by their respective tribal organisation. Te Whakaruru Hau o Ngāreo Irirangi Māori is the national Māori radio network, the national collective voice of Māori radio. Other organisations like Māori Television, Māori Production Houses and similar rōpū receive funding or can apply for funding from Te Māngai Pāho. Te Māngai Pāho is included in Te Puni Kōkiri, or the Ministry of Māori Development's portfolio. Back in 2018, the then Minister of Māori Development, Nanaya Mahuta, ordered a review into Māori broadcasting, known as the Māori Media Sector Shift. Now, after months of discussions and feedback and hui, a preference was to create a one-stop news service operated by Māori Television. Now, fast forward to 2021. In May this year, current Minister of Māori Development, Willie Jackson, announced a funding boost of $42 million over four years for Māori Broadcasting. Now, while the last couple of years in not just Māori radio, but media in general, has been met with a degree of uncertainty, one thing is for sure, social media and digital platforms has changed the Aotearoa media landscape. E aku manu taki, e aku manu taiko, koutou rā kua whakarongo pīkari mai ana ki tēnei kōnei e pūrangi, e pāna ki ngā reo irirangi Māori. Justin Maria Ho, this is episode four, The Shift. Back in 2003, Takari Butler's job was much more physical than it is now. I actually really enjoyed it. We were cutting up wood for a living and I was making a lot of money, but 
I've always had a love for music and you know during the day I was at Fletcher's but at night I was DJing and because music's always been a part of me and so mm. me coming into radio I wasn't too keen to be on it to be honest but I just wanted the opportunity to um, play music for people really. In 2003 I worked at Moana AM then I changed jobs and was part of the founding crew of the youth station Tahi FM in Tauranga. So I actually trained Takari to take over my role. At the time, Moana AM was required to broadcast eight hours a day in Te Reo Māori, which was the most difficult part of the job. I, I couldn't speak Māori, but the, the the first, I think, hour or two had to be in Māori. And so, mm. oh my goodness, I mean, the, the nerves... I was just coming out of my teenage years when I was coming into radio, and it's... Back in those days, it was people had to listen to the radio to know what new music was. It was us in the industry that yep. dictated what songs were cool and what was new. These days, it's been a complete, you know, 180. Yeah. Now I go and ask the kids, hey, what, what songs are cool? Mm. You know, what new songs are you listening to? So it's the music side of things has changed, you know, tremendously because now the listeners are telling us what to play. And of course, online is another big thing that um, it's another pathway that I think all Iwi radio stations are still trying to battle with, with funding, us not really having a, a solid stream of funding for digital and online content, but just kind of doing what we can with what we've got. And that's a good segue into the Pūtia tax. Yeah. You know, uh, both of us are aware of, you know, mate huru huru o te manu karere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, are you, can you do a little bit more with what you have? Um, certainly the station as a format. Yeah, what are some of the, the ups and downs of that? The ups is definitely we can reach more people online. Um, the downs is that we're not funded to do it in a proper way. Um, you know, mm. we do it with what we can, how we can. Like, for example, today I uh, went out to the Poteri Trust Vaccination Drive in Hyderabad, went live on Facebook, but I'm going to use that interview on my breakfast show tomorrow. But I'm also going to um, repurpose that for a new story. So, you know, it's things like that that you have to be resourceful with and yeah. trying to squeeze everything you can in terms of content out of the mahi that you do because we're not funded well, primarily for online stuff, so you've got to try and milk it, eh? <laughs> so taking advantage of the opportunities, yep, eh, right. that yep, you fellas yep. do. Uh, are you balancing on-air versus live streaming and social media, and how is that kind of infiltrated into Moana Radio? There certainly seems to be a buzz, a mm. more buzz on Facebook. Live streaming gets a lot more hits um, than, you know, all of the content that we put on that's been pre-produced yep. um, because it's happening then and now I think that creates a little bit more of a buzz you know and there are different audiences for live streams and different audiences for radio so mm. people say you know radio is dying but I, I always disagree with them because especially here in Tauranga where you know it takes roughly well, what was it seven and a half minutes to travel one kilometre in Tauranga due to the traffic and what are people True. doing when they're sitting in their cars they've got the opportunity to turn on the radios the media shift what they're doing is pushing more things to be online, which is fair enough. That's where a lot of people consume their content online. And I don't think there's any iwi radio station in the country that doesn't agree with that. Uh, The thing is, just fund us to do it. Iwi stations are in the best position possible to provide that to their people and their community because we've been here forever. And who else to reach our community online than our Iwi radio stations? Because we've created those relationships with our community, with our holder, with our marae, uh, with our whanau out there. So we're already set up in terms of that. We can do it. Just give us the, give us the resources and we're, we're ready to go. Adrian Wagner is a musician. This is one of his tracks, Poro Tehi. 
began his career in Māori radio some years ago when he was asked by the Kroa Henare Kingi. Uh, the on-air banter in Te Reo Māori, the entertaining callers, was what Adrian enjoyed about those early years. And since then, he's worked in all facets of Māori radio. Today, he is the manager at Te Upoko Otega in Wellington. But it hasn't been easy. Back in 2018, broadcast licensing issues with Ngāti Tua Rangatira and Tiatiawa Tua escalated. Three or four years ago, we were going through a bit of a hard time and, and TMP were going to close us down. Uh, we're going to stop, they stopped funding us. Right. And um, everyone came out and they supported the station. And I think that was a high, uh, one of the highs for us because we didn't have to say anything. We had hui with uh, Te Māngai Pāho and Te Whakarutuhau and uh, the iwi uh, who uh, uh, own the licence now because it became a licence issue. Yes. Um, uh, the, the iwi who – and we've got nothing against the iwi. It was the, it was a crown thing that started this whole mess in the first place. So uh, the iwi eventually said, yes, you can broadcast on this um, frequencies – uh, since those days, though, I've managed to get us an FM frequency. It's a low-powered one, but it goes throughout the city. There's a potential audience there for us. So while an FM transmitter is reaching new audiences for Te Upoko, the digital app Whare Kōrero is too. Kaitaia-based Tehiku Media, led by Peter Lucas Jones, has driven technological change in its operations and that of Māori Radio. Earlier this year, Whare Kōrero, a one-stop shop for Māori Radio, launched. It's a platform where all 21 Māori Radio stations can share its content, live streams and interviews. Uh, Reo Māori, Reo Pākehā, no hoki, engari kaupapa Māori. From on-air to online, when it comes to the future of Māori radio, Adrian remains optimistic. You know, we're a multimedia uh, um, hubs now, so we do video stuff. 
but we don't claim to be television stations. We don't have that expertise. We're more guerrilla. We can get right in amongst the people where they see a TV camera and they, they get all scared. And we've been so lucky uh, that we've been able to talk to loads and loads of people at Parliament. Now we have to acknowledge Māori music in this series. The artists, singers and songwriters that were passionate about bringing their music to the airwaves. Uh, I remember the excitement back in the late 1990s opening up an iwi hit disc sent from New Zealand on air. And while there's so many artists, I have to mention a few favourites, including Moana and the Moa Hunters, Minaripia, Aotearoa, Brannigan Car, Patia Māori Club, Black Cats, Tuahine, Ahorangi Genesis, uh, to groups like the Tea Sisters, Ruia and Rania, and Iwi, with this classic waiata. E Ngarangatahi, this track here, is a bit of a shout-out to young people across Aotearoa. As Māori Radio is tribally based and sometimes called iwi radio, young people who will call our rangatahi voices are fledglings, are relatively new to the industry. Tiaurewa Rolleston, the current RNZ Hinare Te Ua intern, reached out to a bunch of young broadcasters from Tuwharetoa FM in Turangi, Radio Ngāti Pro in Ruatoria, and Tahu FM in Christchurch. She asks the question, why did you decide to work in Māori Radio? I studied down in Christchurch at the broadcasting school for a couple of years, and then after that I went and worked for MediaWorks up north in Auckland working as a content producer. So I was doing, um, I was coming up with, yeah, just content for the shows across their brands. After doing it for a couple of years, I was just getting, I was feeling quite stagnant in what I was doing. I wasn't really enjoying it. And I, at the time, I didn't really see any of the stations that I was working on really kind of like aligning with what I was kind of wanting to do at the time. And then I randomly got a call from one of my friends that also worked in radio. And he said that there was a station down in um, Christchurch that was needing a program director and like programming is what I originally got into and it was it, it was just one of those jobs where it all ticked all the boxes because it was my own iwi and it was back home in Christchurch where I was originally from so that meant that I could um, go back and trust my whakapapa like better than what I already knew. So I can talk to my people about our tikanga, our history. And for me it was to have a platform to be able to express what you want, who you are. Well, here in Rotoria and Rotoria, we have limited jobs, you know, available. Um, and especially for, I feel, chicks of my age kind of thing. Um, so at that time, I was really wanting a job. I'm a mother. So I spoke to my cousins about it. I was like, hey, what do you think about me, you know, going to work at RMP? And... Yeah, they were all supportive, and I was like, cool, I think I can talk. You know, I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I think I can do it. And applied, and that's pretty much how I got into it. (laughs) 
In episode three of this series, we heard from Aubrey Hughes, former program director at Tahu FM based in Christchurch. Now he talked about starting out in carpentry, making the move to radio, the commercial ratings game, and the impact of the Christchurch earthquake in 2011. Because people out there were really suffering. Some people had lost homes, they'd had nothing, you know, or, and we had, um, when we weren't working on the now, radio... Now, Orbs has racked up 30 years in Māori broadcasting, so I'm keen to hear what he thinks about its future. He recalls a conversation he had with a friend. So Hayden Huddy used to be our drive announcer, and he wound up at Mai, and um, I think he'd shifted to flavour. And he, we were having this discussion about how your online presence is equally, if not more important, than your your broadcast presence, your your um, your radio presence. Mm. So there's definitely a lot of it is shifting in that direction. One of the things I really loved about radio was its immediacy. Yes. So you, you have to be kind of on point all the time. Like a lot of it's live, whereas we're in the information age now where people want what they want, when they want it, when they have time to access it. Yeah. So I think we have to, um, those broadcasting entities who haven't, um, stepped into that arena yet should start, really start thinking about doing that. Yeah, mm. I mean, what about the argument that, you know, some of our nannies and our kōros are still like the old tune in their radio in the kitchen, which is the hub of many homes, and they love that way of, of, of radio versus phones and computers? Mm. What do you sort of say to that generation of... When this was getting bandied about in Tamangai Paho, like in the early 2000s or late uh, 1990s, mm. That question came up as well, and they did a survey. And there was, you know, even back then, there were about 70% of our people had online access, even in those early days. Mm. So this argument about, oh, what about people who can't get online? Most of our most of our people are. And you're right, because you just got to go to a marae and see all the kaumātua with their phones. Oh, my gosh. With uh, Motu Tikehu here, yes. at, uh, he's, uh, he knows how to access all the different sort of viewing platforms on his phone and is quite happy to sit in a little corner at his house and flip through all his online options. So quite savvy. Um, and I think a lot, of our, a lot of our older people embrace it. But while technology can advance radio, can it also hinder? As more people engage with Facebook and online, something is missing here. It's gone from this to this. And if people are liking more than they are calling, well, that could be an issue with radio, with a human voice as well paramount. Now, I might be overthinking this a bit because there's always a way to get people talking and putting them on the airwaves. But for Aubrey, well, as things change with the listeners in the studio, it's missing a bit of that on-air magic. Uh, yes, that can be a bit disheartening now. Oh, that's right, we've got a phone. We should we should see how that works. <laughs> yeah, the, our listenership now aren't used to using the phone in that way. They are used to participating online. I don't think a lot of people do phone competitions now, mm. and even phone ins where you throw a question out and ask people's opinion on on stuff. Um, you don't get that immediate reaction anymore because our listeners aren't groomed yeah. to participate in that way. I think it's lost a bit of impact, if I can mm. be completely honest, yeah. to have... Because somebody who... Because you have your passive and your active audience, um, but when it's online, basically, you're just picking someone and announcing it afterwards. So I think it's lost a bit. It's lost a bit of that... Um, 
performance. Um, I think when you lose that that immediacy, sort of in the same t- timeline as you, you can watch the you can listen to the whole thing play out in a show, basically on the phone. But yeah. when you're picking winners online, then th- that may take it. You, you may pick them at the end of the week. So True. chances are Don't you may not see a resolution to that. You may hear the competition start, but you may not hear who won it till you know a lot later. Let's head back to our rangatahi voices and the question: Do you see Māori radio as a stepping stone to commercial radio mahi? For me, I found like working in the big stations was the stepping stone to go back to um, iwi radio because I like gained all these skills working in commercial radio and then so now I can go back to um, I guess where it started a little bit and help like transfer those skills into the um, into the iwi radio stations as well. Our mahi has the power to affect or involve you know the whole whānau and the whole iwi so like I said tikanga Māori approach we approach things with a certain sensitivity and the fact that yeah, we're involving more than more than just one person. We're not just going in there to get the story, get the information and get out of there. You know, it's just connecting on that deeper level. Radio Ngātipuro is a, it plays a big part here. Really religious listeners and, you know, they have their radios at home playing 24-7. That's an important part for me is, is catering to our people. As part of this series, we've looked at the past, present and future of Māori Radio, from the Māori language petition and the work of Nakai Whakapumo Te Reo Māori, to the early days of setting up iwi radio, the physical premises and the equipment that was needed. There's no real way, however, to talk about the future of Māori Radio without talking about COVID-19. With national lockdowns that began back in March 2020, online use of platforms like Zoom and live streams seemed to take off with some gusto. And as we think about the future, I sit with Papa George Burt, sound broadcast technician. Now, he's worked in radio communications for most of his life, 30 of these with Māori Radio. What event have you covered today? Oh, kia ora, Justine. Um, we've been at the Bay Court today. And with Te Mana Toy is the co-papa, which is our five teams from Matatu Rohi, who were supposed to go to the national kapahaka competition, but because of COVID, it was totally disrupted, and the parents and tutors and families didn't want the kids' efforts to be wasted, so they stood today and performed to an empty theatre, well, substantially empty theatre, maybe 30 people at a time. So how has COVID impacted your mahi? Obviously no audiences would have felt. Did that feel a little bit weird? Um, it, it, yes, it was a bit weird. But, um, no applause? Uh, minimal applause. A canned laughter? Yeah, there was some, <laughs> some of the family are obviously over-the-top support, as you can imagine. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's where, it, I mean, those live events is where it's impacted. Um, radio's not too bad. Do you still travel around the country? Do you still talk from time to time to the various managers around the Motu? Uh, I don't travel as much as I used to. Um, and that's because in some ways it's been an upskilling and in some ways it's um, been, equipment is more reliable so yeah. the more reliable, the more not really in demand you are. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. Uh, and and other people, I do try and transfer the 
the knowledge I have to anyone who uh, has an interest. What's been some of your toughest jobs, would you say, to date in terms of the time and just the energy and the work required? Does it just vary station to station? Um, It was cool back in 2007 when Tamango Paho gave money for a a capital upgrade and the stations moved on to a digital platform. Um, That was a really cool time. Did it make your job easier? Oh, the digital platform is just a different world. Like that enables us now to be able to connect in using the internet and manipulate things. So, for example, this outside broadcast we've just done, uh, nobody had to be back here in the station. We can just remote connect and turn things on and off to start and stop the AB. So, I think some of the hardest I've worked would have probably been up at Kaitaia at, at Tehiku Media because right. those northern group ones are very entrepreneurial. Technology has helped iwi radio but has it hindered iwi radio at all in the sense of that interaction interactions change you know the phone calls are now alike on facebook um is there anything that you've sort of witnessed over the years i suppose what i miss is the there was a real excitement when iwi radio was first established and yeah, it meant that the whole community and family were there hovering around the radio station and it became like an extension of the marae. To me, the total was the epitome of Māori broadcasting in that sense, in that the whole marae community was engaged in it. Um, so in some ways, radio, iwi radio has become a bit ho-hum. You know, We've had it now for um, 30 years or so and, and people have grown up in with the radio station being here and the novelty of it in that sense has worn off. Um, but now it's a wonderful training ground for, yes. for the ones I've seen come through, start as teenagers and now are sitting at the governance level and, and dreaming the dreams for the future. Back to our rangatahi voices. Tiaurua Rolleston reached out to young announcers at Tahu FM, Radio Ngati Porau, and Tuwhare Toa FM. There are some people they go, yeah, I do want to be in broadcasting, but TV isn't always the goal, you yeah. know? Like, that's not always the goal for people who want to work in media. But especially for us in rural communities, you know, not everybody here has the internet or even TV. Some people don't have TV. So um, Iwi Radio is so vital and important. It's the only channel to the outside world and how they get to know news and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's very important in that sense. I'd love to have a career here at the radio, um, Iwi Radio Station. Uh, To be honest, I wouldn't go to any other radio station. (laughs) Only Only because it's you know, our iwi said, you know, our iwi is the most important thing to me. Um, I'm a iwi kind of person, uh, so I'd like to, yeah, big yeah, mihi to and keep our people in the loop, Miki. I don't wish to have a career in radio, but I wouldn't mind having a career in radio as long as we kind of get to um, exploit our creative edge. I couldn't see myself doing anything else at this point in time, but I think... There will be a time maybe where once I've, like, ticked off a couple goals that I want to do, I think I might be, like, ready to do something else. I don't want to move anywhere else. Like, I want to live here. So the fact that we we are 
able to be employed and do something that yeah. we want to do and we do like to do, it's, oh, oh that's everything. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. You can have a, a, a long career in Iwi Radio and a successful career in Iwi Radio. I felt like um, this is a great space to be able to upskill and kind of get to know the basics of whatever it is you're doing. For me, I think it's um, production and broadcasting. So I guess it's also a, a good place to use as a stepping stone to move on to those different kind of careers or aspects of every radio station. Thanks to our rangatahi voices, Lydia Dalton-Reedy, Kohene Parata-Burney, Jack Pickering, Emily Severn, Tūrua Iwiko, Chilo Flavel, Te Whetsu Young Moike, Kia Toa Bowden and Waimarino Warina. As the end of 2021 is on the horizon, I'm keen to get an idea of where Māori Radio is heading to in the not-too-near-distant future. So I put this question to the current Minister of Māori Development, Willie Jackson. Māori Radio going forward has to, um, um, has to develop, has to develop on what it's done. And what it's done has been a great walker and advocate for our real, and I'm really proud of that. But I've all, I always said when I was a chair of Fagaruga that we're more than just the real. We are the Maori, we, we are the conduit for Maori. And I think we have to continue that and strengthen that and strengthen not just our real side, uh, but I've always been a proponent for our stories in, in English. And you know, the most of our people, you know, Karimo Hirato Kitakuru Maori. And so so, you know, are we gonna just have a real Māori anake, Māori language-only strategy, or are we going to just diversify and broaden? And more and more stations are doing that. And so I want to see our stations strengthen their deal, and, 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 I'll, and I'll always push for more funding there, but I also want them to broaden their story, to bring in more listeners. And I think that's where the future is. I'm wanting to unleash our new Māori broadcasting strategy um, next year, uh, and uh, I'm working on it right now. I worked in tandem. My, I had a an expert group that was uh, set up. Now they're they're going to they're behind this new setup that I'm looking at for next year, a new strategy that will confirm our iwi stations, but hopefully add more puti and resourcing, but with a bit of a broader strategy so that it will complement what we're doing in a public media sense. Aotearoa On Air. This is a four-part series exploring stories about Māori Radio. You've been listening to the final episode, The Shift. Thank you to all of the contributors to the kai kōrero to the series. Mei koreaki a koutou kōrero, kua kore nei iau e tutuki pai tēnei kōnei e pūrangi. Wait, did someone say an audio montage? If you're looking for rhythm and looking for soul Right here on to Fare the beat of the sound. What's good? Waikato, 95.4. Coming at you live and direct. Radio Tano. My station. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go.
Our FM is now available on iHeart. <laughs> This series was written and produced by me, Justine Murray. Thanks to Takari Butler, Aubrey Hughes, Norman Rahiri, Papa George Burt, Trina Korohike, Matutaira Herangi, Piripi Walker, Sarah Johnston, Adrian Wagner, Eruira Rerekura, Nahiwi Apanui, He Manawaka, Cyril Chapman and Jen Kuno-Trotter. Our engineer Alex Harmer, Mark Chesterman and Phil Benge contributed to the series thanks to Te Aurewa Rolleston. Kanui takumihi ki ngā kaiwhakapāho katoa o ngā reo, irirangi Māori. Tukua te reo, kia rere.